0: out there on the internet and welcome to rooster team radio we got an interesting fo- show for you this week uh we're gonna be returning to camp game counselor corner soon but summer plans have just sort of they've been pulling us in varying directions but the con season is almost over uh, with with one final one coming up uh, that will be way out of the way for but speaking of con season we're here to talk about some of the biggest uh, news to come out of rtx even though we weren't attending but we're <laughs> going to talk about some of those with the rest of the team starting with mega salinas
1: hey everybody and i'm here to say summer breeze makes me feel fine
0: katie cullen what song do you want to sing
1: hi all my
2: buddies um vacation all i ever wanted <laughs> I don't have enough vacation days from work right now. <laughs>
0: Very nice. I'm going to save everybody the trouble and just say the words Old Town Road. Anyway, <laughs> moving on uh, to... Uh, Stacey Shuttleworth is not joining us this week. She is off to Comic-Con.
2: She, like... She took her horse to the Old Town Road.
0: And That Old Town Road was down uh, in the Gaslamp Corridor in San Diego, California. So... <laughs> Uh, Oh, God, I hope they're not staying in Old Town. That's so far away. That's such a trudge. Anyway.
2: It's like a 10-minute ride. You get a train ticket and you're fine. That's not the con we're talking about.
0: No, it's not. We're talking about RTX 2019, the first time in a long time that we weren't present. And just for full transparency's sake, we were kind of talking before, like, was this... And I guess the, the talking point that we're going to be discussing is, was this a good year to miss rtx upper that's uh, upward inflection
2: <laughs> i'm gonna go with a whole lot of yes just given the amount of announcements that we had across properties just the average is uh much lower much lower
0: and and i don't know if uh, if anybody else can speak to this but i know katie you were at you end- and Stacy, we're at Anime Expo, which was happening the same weekend. There's usually a scheduling conflict some somewhere. Uh, July seems to be a rough month for RTX, just in terms of con going as a whole. Do you find that the Fourth of July weekend is a rough weekend to have a con, even though you went to a local one?
2: In terms of scheduling conventions, it makes a lot of sense to have them over holiday weekends because a lot of people well, you're more white-collar workers, I guess, have vacation days built in around those weekends. It's government holidays. So you're going to be more likely to have attendees who will burn the extra vacation day and go to a con for four days, will have the extra time to travel, etc. So in terms of maximum number of attendees, it makes a lot of sense to have a convention over a holiday weekend. That said, I was very grateful that I was able to attend Anime Expo's press because I took the metro and it cost me a buck 75 each way. Whereas a round trip flight to Austin on 4th of July weekend would have been five to $600 easily. And then you add the hotel and then you add the food costs and then you add the... Yeah, most of my AX expenses came from the fact that I spent part of it living in the artist alley, which was my own damn fault, and I regret nothing. So, yeah, it's it makes sense from an organizational standpoint to have it over a 4th of July weekend, but wow, is it so much more expensive.
0: Very much so, and, and I know I had mentioned in our Discord, which you can join, there's a link down below. Um, we we have the conversation going twenty four seven, but it's it's one of those things where I was under the impression that, that I'd be able to go, and as I was sort of trying to assemble the funds for Andrea and I to go, it kept getting more expensive and more expensive and more expensive, to the point where it's just it wasn't feasible, and it might be cheaper to to just visit Austin on an off season weekend. Uh, or maybe go early for like south by or something just because my favorite part and and I um I Katie I, I'm sure everybody agrees but my one of the best parts of RTX and I think this year proved it was it's not about the what it's about the who Oh and,
2: absolutely and sure. and
0: Austin is such a wonderful city that uh we're we're lucky enough to be able to hang out with folks in the area if if schedules align uh when i was driving across country it did not align and i was like oh we'll see you at rtx and now i'm like damn it but um megan in terms of looking from the outside in how did this year how did this year feel not being there
1: um like this this was such a sad i mean here's the thing you 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 guys make a really good point. Like, I don't feel like from a media perspective we missed a whole lot. Like from a from a purely media slash journalistic perspective, you know, just kind of looking on Twitter and kind of getting the updates there, I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Look at that update and look at that update. I don't feel like there was a whole lot we missed on that particular front but like you were saying it's it's a who we missed that was that was heartbreaking and made it difficult um there were a lot of you know there are a lot of people who uh you know we we see every year at our panel that we didn't get to see this year there are people that we only ever talk to on twitter um because they don't do the discord thing that we didn't get to see because we weren't there and there are people that we didn't get to see and that to me was the big bummer: was not getting to connect with uh the usual people that we do interviews with who are always a lot of fun and not getting to connect with the people that we always get to gush over the things that we love with them Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and even more to that point, it seemed like we weren't, this, this sounds really selfish, but I'm trying not to, I'm just sort of putting it in perspective. We weren't the only ones in our sort of RTX circle. To not go, there were certain creators, certain talents, certain friends of ours, like uh, the the ConCal guys. Not everybody went. Um, uh, Molly didn't go this year. Lee and Oren didn't go. Um, I don't think Sam Ireland was there. I didn't see anything from her about RTX that weekend. So it it it's just it was this weird thing of even if we did go, it's still lacking so to speak to where the people that we're so used to seeing and making an event out of it aren't there um we missed our our friends at casting for two we missed I god especially after how last year's interview with Lee Eddie turned out and we lost the audio for that I was really really looking forward to being able to at least see her talk to her let alone any of the other stuff like like you're mentioning being able to see all of these folks is such a treasure and such a gift and it's something that we don't take lightly so when we weren't able to go man that that's really the 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 takeaway was it i i wonder when we'll be able to see these people again
2: well hopefully next
1: year if fingers crossed i i hope so and I'm not the biggest convention person. Like, for a long time I, I didn't like going to conventions because I'm like, it's expensive, it's crowded, it it can get really overwhelming. Like, conventions aren't necessarily my thing. Then I started going to RTX and I'm like, oh my god, conventions are awesome. And <laughs> and so not getting able to go to rtx this year like it really did feel like there was a hole in my heart and i was like oh my gosh this thing that like i used to not get now now that i can't go this one year i'm like i'm feeling this void
2: see i did my best to fill that with D live that's <laughs> that's where the travel budget that i set aside for rtx went to was i went to more local things i went to D live i went to okay, if I'm not able to do this big thing, what are the other things that I can do? And did those instead. And it doesn't really replace RTX. You, you can't, but it does help.
0: When it sim- Similarly to you, Katie, I, uh, my, my wife and I, we had tickets for, and we still do, have tickets to the D23 Expo, which is coming up at the end of August. And so it was... Before, it was a simple drive and a couple nights at a hotel. Now it's planes, now it's hotels, and, and possibly a rent-a-car, and all of that stuff. So the, the costs have gone up even higher. Since we already had those tickets, it was just the next natural progression of, crap, we have to skip RTX for this. And I, I it, it was really something not being able to talk to even just to be in be in downtown Austin and feel that energy and and so many people um, I'll 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 reference Malachroma who is one of our our sets of eyes and ears at the convention uh, they came out just creatively recharged and I I would always come out of rtx creatively recharged because you get to talk to these like-minded people you get to sort of hash out ideas and and talk about processes and we were lucky enough to be able to have direct access to some of these people and not not having that was a little bit of a maybe a creative crutch who knows i mean i we're saying this as uh, I'm sort of sitting on re-recording an episode of uh, Welcome to Veil vale that I recorded months ago, but I'm not. I've just I need to re- re-record it because the quality is not up to my standard. But uh, man, this, this it, it's hard. It's it's difficult. It's difficult.
2: I mean, it's been a staple of our lives annually for how many years, and then we just weren't able to for multiple reasons the stars did not align the stars were scattered all over the goddamn place when it came to this and sometimes that's life
0: that's live so let's uh, let's stop the the let's get past the the sort of sad sack section of the show and talk about <laughs> talk about some of the uh the things that went down um i so uh i want to thank malachroma Uh, who's one of our camp counselors on our Discord, as well as Nate, who uh, helped be our eyes and ears for some of the big updates in the RTX thread that we have. But I also wanted to thank Nick. And I'm going to take a chance and say uh, uh, Laziers, because that's a fun way to say that word. Nick and Laziers, who actually snapped a picture picture of meeting the, each other, talking at and, and hanging out at RTX. That was really rad. And I also want to thank uh, Queen Nat. Thank you, everybody, for being our eyes and ears, sharing some sweet cosplay, and uh, we got some stories from them in the RTX thread. And um, so I, I want to get past. Uh, there was there was a little bit of uh, negativity. That started the evening, and I don't know how uh, how knowledgeable y'all are of the Let's Play family, but there was an incident where uh, a fan at I, I say fan, a an overexcited con goer uh, threw a moon ball to the stage, and it hit one of the performers. Now there is a uh, a a gag I would say in the Achievement Hunter office where they call moon ball. They call for a moonball, they throw it against the wall, and wherever it lands, it lands. So, one of the things that I had been talking about with my wife actually, when they started selling moonballs, was when something like this was going to happen. And of course, first night, first segment of Lex, well, I, maybe not first segment, but during Let's Play Live, uh, a- any thoughts on this and, and what. Rooster Teeth can do moving forward to keep that sort of connection without getting too overbearing. Um, I'll start with Katie on that.
2: What the hell is a moon ball?
0: Moon ball. So a moon ball is. Uh, let's. What's a good way? So it's sort of like a wiffle ball made of like bouncy foam. So it's soft. Okay. But they just wing it against a wall, and wherever it hits, it hits. And I would highly, highly recommend. Just looking up Moonball and finding any of the videos that they do. Cause it's just it's like old jackass style, people be stupid people being in pain for our enjoyment. Bless them.
2: <laughs> so it's like a stress squeezy ball.
0: Kind of, but with more more of a, a tactile um, catch sort of a thing. And they were okay. selling Tower of Pimp Towers of Pimp Moonball sets. Where it was four gold ones and one black one.
2: That's pretty great.
0: Just asking for trouble, which they
2: got. So this, to me, sounds like, you know, everyone does a senior prank at their high school. My senior year, the decision was because we had a second floor that overlooked the first floor in some areas, like the main lobby and half the cafeteria was for people to stand along the railings on the second floor and drop, everyone drop bouncy balls onto the first floor at the same time. Relatively harmless prank. Everyone knew about it. Everyone kind of knew to clear out and not be standing under the walkway. And then people on the first floor started picking up the bouncy balls and winging them at each other. And one of them hit a substitute teacher in the eye and shit went down. So... That's kinda of what I think of when I hear about this because it's a fun prank. It's a fun thing to do with your friends. If you all if you all know each other, you know what the cue is, you know what to expect. It is someone from outside that social circle who does not understand that despite the fact that they are privy to the joke, they are not necessarily part of it, trying to be part of that social circle at an inappropriate moment. So this is something where maybe they were a really big fan. Maybe they're way too enthusiastic. Maybe they lack the proper social skills to tell them that, hey, you shouldn't throw things at performers on a stage. Or maybe they had imbibed that night and they're, wow, what's the word that tells you not to do dumb shit?
1: What's the that word? Emissions?
2: inhibitions thank you thank you for the word that tells you not to do dumb shit maybe Sorry, they I'm had yeah maybe they had lower inhibitions lower inhibitions for one reason or another regardless they absolutely should not have done that you shouldn't have to have a tweet on the official twitter saying please don't throw shit at people if you do that we're kicking you out of the con it's the it's the no motorcycles on the uh, stage 4 sign you know that somebody took put a motorcycle on the fucking floor. That's why there's a sign someone did it. So long story short, just don't. Just don't. Respect the fourth wall like it's an actual wall.
0: Yeah. And it's it's a similar thing that happens at, at conventions like VidCon that I've noticed where there's that disassociative quality from fans to creators where you spend all day every day connecting with these people on a personal level but they have no idea who you are so that it's a one-way conversation um damn it megan i had a question to transition oh so speaking to last year one of the at least for us i think one of the coolest things about attending let's play live last year was the fact that there were multiple bars in the (laughs) viewing area and so yes. it and 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 if for people who've never been to RTX, they have bars on the convention floor, which is just one of my favorite things
2: in the whole damn world. You don't get that shit at Anime Expo. No,
0: and I would not want it there. This is true. Do you think that something has to change in that regard?
1: In terms of the booze? No. Honestly, I I, I hate to say it. I don't believe alcohol is the is the cause to this particular problem and maybe that's just me being like no don't take away the place where I can get old fashions during the let's play live show next year <laughs> um, but to, to sort of Katie's point I'm I'm more in line love like looking at this particular Situation and looking at this particular instance and my knee-jerk reaction is this is why we can't have nice things um, because there's always going to be somebody and I, I genuinely don't think it, it has anything to do with alcohol. <laughs> I genuinely think this is just, you know, certain people just don't know when things are appropriate um, and when they're not. I think, honestly, I think that the... Because, the, like people lay out groundworks before panels as well and those sometimes go ignore those ground rules sometimes go ignored so in terms of what to do to change things i like what i feel like is the way to change things is to be like hey lay out ground rules before the event and panel um, And I was hoping that summarizing the, the ground rules with and at the end, of course, don't be a dick. Don't ruin it for everybody else with some sort of call to action like that. But I feel like if some of the ground rules are going to get ignored or if something that's blatantly obvious, like don't throw things at the performer is going to get ignored, then maybe the answer is to up security and to maybe have security keep it a closer eye on what people bring in but honestly if I saw somebody with a stress ball bringing it into the 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 um the arena yeah yeah I I wouldn't necessarily look at that and think that oh that's dangerous because then okay well what items from your purse you know can't go in to the stadium so mm. I think maybe just a general call of like, hey, guys, we're all here to have fun. Don't be a dick because when you're a dick, you're you ruin it for everyone else. So but I don't know. I don't know. See, I think that's
2: a really good call. Actually, I'm nowadays whenever you go into a movie theater after all the previews, but married to the uh, the advertisement for the concessions, there's always don't talk, don't text, don't ruin the movie. Like just straight up says that. Thank you, AMC. So, and Alamo also says, hey, no talking, no texting, and they will kick your ass out if you violate the rules.
1: And uh, at Arclight, Arclight, very similar, there's a person that stands up and gives that spiel.
2: Yeah, so I feel like movie theaters have got this down, and as much as it's like, do we really need to give the rules before every panel at a convention? Yes, have a 30-second canned audio clip, whatever you need to do, but for the love of God, do it. So in case something happens in case we have another moonball incident you can at least say hey we played the rules before every single panel we told them not to do xyz and theta that it was against the rules they broke the rules we are justified in punting them
0: the the terrifying moonball incident of 2019 <laughs> uh, people just need to be smarter but uh, along those same lines it bizarrely one of the main takeaways was that it, there seemed to be a lot of cucks in attendance this year. <laughs> what? Are- that was so. It was so we- talking about troublemakers. <laughs> Just R- RTX twenty nineteen. Too many cucks. Oh my um, god,
2: Mark! What? <laughs> you uh, you having fun?
0: It takes a lot to harass Stew, and it's usually cucks, um, Funhouse, uh, and the folks behind Arizona Circle. Had just there was just a lot of cuck activity. Oh <laughs> cuck no, There's no activity. There's so no much cucking. In for just one dollar a day, you can save a cuck in in captivity. <laughs> um,
1: in the arms of <laughs> the angels.
0: Christ, um, and it's it's weird though. A year out from the Arizona Circle debut at First Night last year they're gearing up for a full season release. Um, Cucks notwithstanding, it seems like that'll (laughs) probably, it'll probably be like their go-to segment. Like maybe not every week, but once every other week, perhaps. Uh, And (laughs) Meg and Katie, thoughts on Cucks?
2: Nah, like I said, my only experience with them is IRL and also the internet. So um, I knew they were doing the thing and I'm
1: just kind of like, yeah yeah okay cool eh. <laughs> you know you know guys I I wish you know we were just talking about how maybe this was the year to miss I, I'm filled with regret as we reach this segment, because I missed out on the opportunity to stand on the floor at RTX and yell, look at all these cucks. And I'm so mad that I missed that opportunity now. For a Mark-
0: second, I thought you were going to be like, you were going to be like a, a Tobias Fumke being a never nude. It's like, there are dozens of us cucks, dozens. Stand stand among my my cuck brethren and cistern. But usually there's a wealth of news, particularly in the avenues that we tend to cover on this show and shows previous. In terms of RT animation, um, and there really wasn't too much this year. Um, the the main I would say the biggest panel being Ruby. We got our regular confirmation of when the this season's going up. We got a scene preview, we got uh, merch, we got, uh, th- so there's more merch coming, as always. Uh, there's going to be an art slash reference book that's sort of like the Red versus Blue book. There's going to be a sequel to the After the Fall novel, which I'm currently staring at unread on my bookshelf, and um, possibly the biggest news, or the most the surprising news, is that Ruby is also going to be getting a DC Comics line, similarly to how Genlock was announced at New York Comic Con last year. And all of this news, great. Especially they're acknowledging that their November release is going to be fluid just in case they don't feel like they can hit the date and they don't want to push to the crunch. They, they're they giving themselves the opportunity, or they're telling the the fans that there is a chance, a probability that they will push if they need to Uh, Katie was there anything else that you were really expecting from this panel or do you think we got everything that we needed to get
1: I
2: mean we got a good amount and I think that's about all they have to tell us right now there's nothing wrong with that it just it seems like it's not an extremely news heavy year it's it's Ruby chugging along as usual the biggest thing I'd say is the comics announcement
0: Megan thoughts on the on the Ruby panel
1: yeah, I kind of I kind of have to agree. I'm not really there's not really too many surprises. I I think that the the comic is a surprise, um, particularly looking at that poster of Team Ruby and Batman, <laughs> um, that fills me with a with a childlike glee. Um, but yeah, the, as in terms of like actual announcements, it 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 feels more like a hey guys like. You know, the panel from last year, kind of very similar to that. We've got another book, um, you know, and, and the poster. The, I think the most surprising thing, honestly, the poster. And it's always a joy whenever the team gets new outfits. I think everyone <laughs> has just been over the moon with everyone's look. In this upcoming volume, uh, Blake's haircut is definitely one that's been getting a lot of our t- <laughs> attention in our Discord.
0: I was gonna ask you what what look was the most striking to you.
1: Uh, I I love I do love Blake's haircut. Um, Ruby's shonen anime hair is is super cool. Weiss having the full on tangled braid I think <laughs> is a highlight for a lot of people. Um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Blake's haircut though. That's that, that feels like the most drastic change, I think.
2: Katie, what about you? I'm not going to lie. The Weiss look just kind of killed me because I have hair not quite that long, but long enough. And let me tell you, if it's that thin in a ponytail, it does not get that thick when you braid it. I don't know if she braided that sucker around a foam cone or what, but that is not. <laughs> Woof. <laughs>
0: I think there are a lot of people... I, I agree, Katie. For me, it was Weiss, too, for a couple of reasons. Um, people who who have been following us for a while know that I'm a sort of a sucker for costuming and, and representation. Now, we're going to be dealing with Weiss sort of on her home turf. And she's going to be uncomfortable. She's going to be tied up in knots. So the idea of the visual representation of her hair being tied up and twisted up is sort of a visual indication of how she's going to be feeling. But the act, the, some of the things that people are freaking out about are the red or quote Ruby accents in her hair, which I think or on on her whole outfit, not just, not just her hair, but I think that's representative of the support that she gets from the team being visually represented in her costume. And I've been saying it since season four, Weiss, and the character of Weiss and the performance of Weiss has been just blowing up, and has been one of my consistent favorite parts of any season of Ruby, and this is going to be no exception. Uh, Jacques Schnee for dead—that's that's, <laughs> that's uh, my campaign. But um, yeah, I, I agree with y'all. It's it's sort of running the running the ropes at this point. But one of the big non-inclusions. ...of the Ruby panel was no word on Ruby Chibi. And that was very surprising to me. Now I did say during the convention, no news is good news. And we will return to that concept with other franchises that have yet to be talked about but particularly with ruby chibi there's so much that gets tied to that franchise that it's a little surprising that we're not seeing anything their merchandise line of the blind boxes all of the models are based on the ruby chibi models all of the merch that they get from the chibi line that they sell on their store at their store is huge remarkable and also just the franchising of ruby keeping ruby chibi as i talked to sam ireland uh, i don't know if it was last year or the year before but ruby chibi is a way for younger audiences to get familiar with the brand without it being the terrifying monsters and very disturbing like can you? <laughs> there's no chibi nukla uh
1: there should be i've been saying it for years
2: they're truly Truly, should be. I will make the argument we don't have any new Ruby Chibi for this series. However, this was actually at Anime Expo. There was a Ruby Chibi game. Essentially, I mean it's straight up Candy Crush, but there was a Ruby Chibi branded game.
0: Yeah, and then it was also announced that they're coming to Knights Chronicle. There's yeah, there's a lot of of solid Ruby Ruby representation representation now it's not as good of a word but (laughs) how dare um, you but maybe i mean it, it this is a little too indie studio as a suggestion but i wonder if they're trying to see what the sort of bleed in for ruby chibi into just as a as a game and as a franchise and people go oh this is a show i thought it was just a an app and then that brings they're trying if they're just trying to widen their audience before they relaunch with another season
2: that could be
1: it. That's that's entirely possible. Um, I'm wondering, and this is this is something we sort of talked about when we had our last Rooster Team Radio discussion when we were talking about um, the glass door controversy. I'm kind of wondering if maybe the reason why Ruby this this year was just kind of business as usual and why it sort of is all quiet on the Western front is because maybe, you know, and, and I'm, I'm also kind of like looking at the, the fact that the comics, um, was also kind of announced, kind of jogged my memory. Uh, you know, we, we, we made this discussion last time, Rooster Teeth's parent company and their parent company is owned by Warner Brothers, um which is owned by AT&T and I'm wondering if maybe Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers looking at their animation studios as a whole and maybe changing the way things are going obviously we're getting that with the the delayed volume 7 release so we're we're hopefully that means change is happening, but I'm wondering if maybe that's why it's sort of all quiet on the Western Front in regards to a lot of other news, or and why the news we're getting for Ruby is just sort of business as usual. Look at this cool, look at this cool tie-in stuff that you know that this property is associated with. Which don't get me wrong, super cool.
0: <laughs> you you actually just gave me an idea, Megan. I saw. Rooster Teeth posted that there they have a presence as a part of the Warner Brothers previews for Comic Con, and I wonder and and stuff seen was Ruby Genlock live action Laser Team. I wonder if there's something that they're saving for the Comic-Con audience or if they're just going to stick to the DC Comics tie-in.
1: It makes me wish that I had been able to attend Upfronts this year because I know that, you know, Rooster Teeth had a presence at Warner Brothers Upfronts this year and um, one of my boss's bosses got to go to, you know, a whole bunch of screenings back in May, and it makes me go, man, I wish I could have gone to the Warner Brothers one to see what they were showing investors.
0: Agreed. Katie, were were you going to, did you have a thought as well?
2: I did on doing Comic-Con stuff versus other things. I, having done the occasional Rooster Teeth Comic-Con panel, and albeit this was a few years ago, it's been a chunk of time since I've been, I think that they may have one or two things to announce but I don't think it will be anything big I think they would have kept all of the big stuff they could possibly do for RTX because it's their own con I do think a lot of their stuff will be a little more Q&A oriented because this is a different audience of fans who may or may not have been able to come to RTX so this is their chance to ask questions and get to meet the Rooster Teeth people who are there and you know they're Got a limited number of people going. I think there's four of them, four or five. So it's a much smaller Comic Con presence, and I don't think they would announce something huge when they just had RTX.
0: Oh, agreed. Like I don't, I don't think it was very likely. But I wonder if that's a parent company decision as opposed to them going. Well, we want to announce all of our stuff at our convention, sort of like what Mar- how Marvel treats Comic Con as well as D23 now that they've been acquired by Disney.
1: That's a really This good point. is true.
0: Um but following the the idea of no news and no news still possibly being, being good news really quick just to sort of throw it, throw it out there. No updates on a on another season of hardcore tabletop, no no word on how well season 2 did, but I I really hope that the next season has a lot more female representation because it wasn't it wasn't an anti-woman message in the least bit, but when your highlights of season one are Lindsay and Elise that aren't even playing the game, first of all, there's that. But also to replace, recast those roles, maybe it was a scheduling thing, maybe it was a whatever, but to not have any female representation, I think, for this company. Similarly to, to the original Laser Team, there for a company that's so... Representation forward, especially as we were just talking about Ruby, to have some of their main live action stuff be so deficient of female talent is, is you got to ask the question as to why.
2: It's kind yeah. of what we expect from the rest of entertainment, you know? Yeah, they should be better. They should. They truly should.
1: Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. Uh, just... Having, <laughs> not that there always needs to be a token girl and everything, but some women in the room is always nice, <laughs> just, just as from an audience perspective. that Maybe that's me being selfish, but no, nah, it's nice to have women there.
2: And I mean, it's hard not to sit here and go, y'all have Ruby, what happened? Like there are some places where you're good at this, but over here it almost doesn't look like you're trying.
0: and and to that point katie it i think the main reason why why i bring it up is if it's not if it's not a consistent message you know their their on-air live action stuff is usually pretty pretty diverse when it comes to representation but when you have something as as diverse as ruby and the majority of your other stuff isn't then Ruby and I know this isn't their intent but then Ruby you, then it starts to feel like tokenism. Well it's like we have that market taken care of over here with Ruby, so let's just do let's just do the guy
2: movie. Let's just do the thing.
1: The girls have their toy. What are what are they complaining about?
2: So in terms of a larger meta, Ruby is the token girl of the Rooster Teeth animation team or the Rooster Teeth original content team.
0: I mean you can even you can look to red versus blue and that and the mindset where as the new creatives i say slowly given what number season we're on but as we slowly got to the new writers and the new directors and the new this we finally started expanding out past hey here's all this dude and our token badass chick and our tank excuse me but it it, it's (laughs) it's that feeling of tokenism that that i i I know that they don't they don't mean to do it but they have a lot they have franchises with with great representation that we're not hearing anything from
1: this is all true do you guys remember back when we were on a, a different platform um there was a particular story about how you know as a way to put they're the female members of the company forward they were going to be doing these fashion lines in their store that focused more on women merch and women um you know women's clothing and that it was going to focus on a particular team as the seasons went on
0: so so that was Lindsay got a line um who all got a line there, Barbara got Barbara a line, got a line um and she got a second go too. um why am I blanking
2: I don't remember who else got a line I think the only person I bought from was Lindsay
0: yeah I got I got a barb thing for my wife at at RTX but other than that like they and also I remember Katie you being so vocal about how the all of the stuff on the merch site is unisex as opposed to properly form fitting and it was a thing where they were like yep here's our new initiative and then that kind of slowed down too.
2: I was actually literally just talking about this last night to a friend because we were talking about merchandise and fandoms and Rooster Teeth came up. And it's a problem that they still haven't solved because some of their stuff there's a lot of stuff that's made only for women which is great but the thing is, their print catalog, just in terms of all of the different designs that they have on the unisex side, is so massive and there's so much good stuff in there. But, you know, it's all printed on shirts that aren't gonna fucking fit me or anyone with boobs. That it, it doesn't fit correctly. It doesn't fall correctly. Every woman listening to this with larger assets knows pretty much exactly what I'm talking about. And so saying that, well, part of the issue is, yeah, it's nice to have stuff just for us, but I want this print that you have on unisex on women's because I would buy that and I would wear the hell out of that if it were on a shirt that fit me. And I think they took maybe three of their shirts, the boop shirt being one of them, and did that. And everything else, it's like completely separate lines. I'm like, no, that's not what I wanted. I wanted the Attack on Grimm print there. I wanted people like grapes in a woman's cut. I wanted, you know, I wanted all the really awesome shit they already have on a t-shirt cut that'll fit me well. I don't know why this is so much to ask.
0: I do recall them doing a fairly large amount, but I do remember there was a a Women of RT Animation or a Women of Red vs. Blue shirt that they released that was exclusive, Um, but that you know um and and i I will say i will play devil's advocate because i was in merchandise production for god a lot longer than i wanted to be but um when it comes to supply and uh costs all of the the women-sized apparel costs extra and and it's a little bit more to supply it but playing devil's Angels' advocate, I guess. <laughs> um, are you playing Devil's when...
1: advocate against your Devil's advocate?
0: <laughs> I am. I'm like Kronk talking to his shoulder angel and devil.
1: It's perfect.
0: A company, a company like this. Now, I'm not going to project success. I don't know what their overheads are. I don't know what their their bottom line in terms of profit is. But when it comes to a re- the release schedule of merch that they have, they're trying to go for like a high fashion sort of a sort of a thing without covering the basics and the basics can pay for the rest of the stuff that you want to do like cool you can have a limited run of a hundred jeff shirts but use that to fund the the line for all ages and all body types and all all genders and creeds you know it's it's cheaper and easier to do unisex but you really because then like you said katie it doesn't fall right and um you then have to either change the design or spend man hours redesigning it for that shirt now i'm not saying that that's a bad thing that's just something that they have to put up or shut up and do and it's it's very confusing like we we it sounds like we're shitting on the company but i i very much it's it's stuff that if people don't talk about it it won't change and i don't know i know sometimes we get pinged from people that that listen hi everybody but it's it's not like we're not glued to the ear of anybody but in case anybody is out there listening this is a real problem and and it's something that could be fixed with money and you have that. You have you have a parent company now. Add that into your budget. A
2: few <laughs> years ago, and it was it was a number of years ago, it was I think before they actually had the new site going, so a chunk of time, uh, they did a survey about their merchandise, and they asked for demographic information, and they asked what you wanted, and they had a comment section, and then they released the results. And far and away, the comment section and the comments on the post where it was posted are... Can we get more women's merch? Can we get more of your prints in women's sizes? Uh, men coming on and saying, my girlfriend, my friend, my spouse, my whoever says that they really like your stuff, but the unisex doesn't fit them right and they would love to wear it in a girl's... Si- like, it's, it's been a known issue and it has been a known issue for a long ass time. I think I'm past the point where I'm willing to accept an excuse as to why you can't get Red Army or Blue Army shirts in women's sizes. Like, that's the fucking basics, y'all. I love the company. I'm also mad at some of their decisions. It's not mutually exclusive.
0: I I think blindly following a company is a little bit more dangerous than being able to point out some of the issues and sometimes, and and again, I'm I'm not like trying to do a weird flex but okay (laughs) we're we're lucky we've been lucky enough to have the ear of of people that do listen and um understand that there is there is a desire and a need for certain products certain franchises and and a a lot of stuff and you just got to speak up you got to keep tweeting at rt store you got to uh, keep posting, man, I really want that shirt if only it came in my size, etc., etc., et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yep. You have to make your voice heard. Yep.
0: Yep. Start a podcast with Anchor. <laughs> it's absolutely free. And uh, t- t- Fuck it, here we go. Uh, so let's take the time to thank uh, everybody uh, who has been supporting the show. I know our schedule has been a little all over the place lately. Life has uh, uh, found a way to really fuck with our recording schedule. But um, we're going to be getting back on track soon once the summer sort of uh, winds down and we, we use the last of our vacation time to sit around a computer and talk about cartoons. But um, I, I'm, I, I absolutely adore having something At the at any point of the week, I was going to say at the end of the week, but that you know it changes. Having time to be able to share opinions about some of our favorite franchises and hoping for stuff in the future, and we want to hear your thoughts too. We've been doing it on the Camp Camp Counselors Corner. If you if you aren't listening to any of our other shows, we have a Red versus Blue show, a Camp Camp show that's ongoing right now. We're going to be catching up soon. As of release of this show live release of the show um we did a Genlock show that was sort of our first test run we have an original scripted show that we do called welcome to veil vale. uh we're sitting on a script and change of uh releasing stuff and um there's something that i've been working on since shoot summer last year that's finally um getting back up and running uh katie megan remember that thing that i that i've been te- that i was teasing back at the end of nomad season one
2: Ye, yeah. yeah
0: yeah i'm 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 moving forward on it and i'm just waiting to hear back from my guy anyway yeah. um yeah. how's how's that for a teaser um but uh, thank you so much for your support. We, we really appreciate it. If you're listening to this uh, via podcasts, uh, whatever podcast service you use, please leave us a review because it allows people to find our show, join the family, join our Discord, and just join the conversation. Um, but as I was saying with Cam Camp Counselor's Corner, you can leave us voice messages. Uh, if you're listening to us on anchor.fm slash The Rooster Team you can leave us voice messages, which we can incorporate into the show. And we've been doing that on camp camp counselors corner. We went from having one to three and it's continuing to grow and grow and grow because people want to be involved in the show. And we want to hear from you. We want to make this a conversation, not just us talking at you. Um, We don't, As of right now, we don't have any new reviews on iTunes, so if you could please leave us one there. We'll read it on the air, and thank you very much. Um, But we also do have a sponsor that you can support us by supporting them. Katie, if you would be so kind to share with the people.
2: Absolutely. Rooster Team Radio is sponsored by Fred's BS. Breads and spreads by Fred. Fred's BS is an LA local one-man baked goods business that offers unique flavors in small batches. Whether you're looking for homemade jams, brownies, blondies, or brown sugar buddies, the best cookies you've ever had, Fred's BS can provide. All products are made in small batches with fresh ingredients, nothing is ever frozen, and Fred provides a plethora of flavors that can't be found in stores, like the aforementioned brown sugar buddies or his strawberry peach paradise sunrise jam. Also, if you're LA local, you can choose pickup instead of delivery and get your goods even sooner. Head to fredsbs.com and use coupon code theroosterteam for 20% off your entire order. That's fredsbs.com, f r e d s b s.com and coupon code theroosterteam, team with an m. Freds BS, treat yourself because you deserve it. By the way, Freds BS makes really really good con snacks. Those cookies are portable and wonderful and I Highly recommend them.
0: Appreciate the, the recommendation. And thank you, Fred. Thank you, Katie. Uh, we, we really appreciate your uh, your support of the show. And everybody listening, just to, to reiterate, we really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Uh, join, join the conversation by joining our Discord. That's how you can help by giving us uh, t- uh, topics to uh, discuss on either RT Radio or any of our animated shows. And um, without burying the lead, I'm just going to say, uh, if you go to our Twitter account, Twitter.com slash The Rooster Team, our header has a couple of question marks because uh, I wanted to, you know, we wanted to do this cool thing where, hey, we reveal, there's a couple more shows that we have in the pipeline. They should reveal themselves any minute based on the company. And one of the franchises that was nowhere to be found at all which is a little disconcerting considering that they released a new line or this was a while ago they released a new line of of clothing and apparel at, on the store and it went into the it's all in the sale rack right now which is a little disconcerting nomad of nowhere is nowhere to be found and i'm always a little i'm always positive as i say with ruby chibi no news is good news but again we just passed by the biggest convention of the year what what are we waiting on Megan do you have any thoughts on that
1: um kind of what we were talking about earlier i think it all has to do with changes within the animation department and their pipeline um we we talked a lot during our discussions of Nomad during its initial run uh we talked on another platform about how it's not it, it's a different type of show to create Nomad than it is for something like Camp Camp. And not not that Camp Camp's easy, per se, but Nomad of Nowhere, you're creating new locations every time you have a new episode because usually the characters are somewhere new. That asset creation isn't easy, and it takes time. And so Nomad being a more time intensive show or, or one that r- requires a little bit more of a time investment, it it makes sense to me that they would want to, de- you know, I, I have no doubt they will do a season two, but given the fact that all of these transitions are happening and Ruby is getting a later release and there's no word on you know when a season 2 for Genlock might happen or you know it it definitely will but you know a matter of when it doesn't surprise me that a show that required a lot of time investment from the the team that they had that was already stretched thin it doesn't surprise me that there's not necessarily any update on it it breaks my heart that we're not getting any news about it but it also makes sense if Rooster Teeth needs to reevaluate how their workflow happens how they can change the structure of their animation department so that you know they can continue producing these shows that we love without breaking their animators and you know without making sure that series are produced you know for for free <laughs> um because that was a huge issue with the glass door controversy was uh it was estimated by folks on that website that about a third of ruby had been made for free so because of they weren't paying proper overtime so it it wouldn't surprise me if because of the extra asset creation that a show like Nomad requires that they would take some time, wait to figure out how the their animation group is changing before they move forward with producing the next season.
2: Pretty much exactly all of that, actually. <laughs> Megan <laughs> hit all of the points that I would be thinking of for that. Like, the only other thing I could think of was, hell, maybe that's the announcement that they're saving for Comic-Con, but... I doubt that that's the case, and I really do think that it is in limbo until they can get a few other things sorted out with the animation department. And you know what? That's awesome. Get the things sorted out that you need to. We can wait.
1: Yeah. it it Like I said, it breaks my heart that we're not hearing any news because I, I love Nomad so much, but I don't think it's worth the cost of the health and well-being of the animators and you know the the various production people involved i don't think it's worth their health and well-being um for me to get my cute little cartoon show um so i you are absolutely right i'm okay with waiting to get my happy show
0: very agreed it's a happy show how dare especially (laughs) so we were lucky enough to be able to talk to people involved on multiple levels with the show and it's adored by so many people on the crew that you would hope that they would get something to work on like nomad it's a passion project not to say that that the other stuff isn't a passion project as well excuse me but agreed we had a pretty clear heading for the end of season one so i'm I'm hopeful that whenever season two does roll around we get that we start getting a payoff maybe that's going to be the well no because that's red versus blue slot Jeez, like we we've been talking about them moving around their schedule a lot and hopefully what, I, what i'd like to hope for is that this um, new parent company situation allows them to properly hire more people and give instead of it being one team covering everything multiple teams sort of like uh, a game dev team where when it's this show season a lot of the people are working on the majority of the people are working on that show but when it starts to switch it starts dwindling where that one team moves into the new team and they start developing where hopefully the new leadership of rt animation helps point us in that direction because man we need some catharsis (laughs) uh some of the other just in terms of other stuff that happened at rtx that i want to get through because it's been an hour y'all um is um we got word that there's immersion is going to be featured on Shark Week on Discovery this year. That's rad. Whoa. Uh, very very cool. Uh we got the debut of the highly teased new Rooster Teeth games game Vicious Circle which is sort of a 4v1 uh game that that features uh Jeff and and Michael and Lindsay and Gus, I believe is somewhere and i think barb is in it as well that's right i don't remember the exact cast i probably should have pulled that up but uh there hopefully that gets released or at least goes into alpha or early access by the end of the year and um other than that just a whole lot of merch a whole lot of meet and greets and a whole lot of beautiful people and man i cannot stress the sheer amount of cucks (laughs) yeah Sorry, I I, so I
2: really... talk about bringing it to re- talk about bringing it back. It's a vicious circle.
0: Hey. hey. I just wanted to I it's I love popping Megan. Like <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite things that that I've ever gotten to do as a part of this show and this group. But uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's so cuz I can She's
1: fun to
2: break, okay?
1: I'm sorry.
0: And also you your the severity of your laugh is an indicator of how well we're doing
1: <laughs> okay now now I, now i'm thinking about it now i'm conscious of it <laughs> and now i'm like well now i can't laugh or any laughter that i create oh no it sounds forced no <laughs> now i don't know what to do mark
0: even while you're saying that you're laughing
1: <laughs> you're not wrong
0: which is amazing, um, but um, we we talked a lot about uh, some of some of the issues, some of the takeaways, and and ultimately I, I hope if you've made it this far, we've said it before, but but we'll say it again. This is not sort of a condemnation of Rooster Teeth as a company or of the RTX event. We are speaking our minds as people that were pretty deep in the paint when it came to going to these events. We got to go to a lot of the offsites. we got to we got access to a lot of the talent um oh that was the other thing i wanted to talk about um one of the things that was lacking when it came to rtx this year was the live streaming of it and the main stage was live streamed but that was only let's play team there was a extra life section but it wasn't very active and and I think if so we know that they they recorded some panels and they're going to be released not all of them some of them but I'm I'm really hoping that in the future utilizing the time for the main stage to maybe not necessarily if if you can't stream some other stuff due to whatever contracts or what have you like having they used to like fill in between the streams with content and it would be stuff that would be going out to the floor too. But if if there's a way to have more of that because really, there was a a great segment where the entire Achievement Hunter team, sans Lindsay, because it happened during the Ruby panel, played a game of Gmod Murder, which was highly entertaining. I don't know if you can go back and watch the streams on the website, but I would highly recommend it because it's very, anytime they play Murder is very funny. But I hope in the future they have a little bit more of a plan when it comes to streaming the event and having the event accessible. Because it's a very new thing to have it sort of as closed as it was.
2: Yeah, I know that's something that a lot of people were sad not to have. And yeah, just I know that a lot of people watch some of the smaller streams, some of the smaller ones. I mean, hell, we were one of the smaller streams at one point. I have a group of friends who love watching the improv panel. It's a mainstay of their con experience. And it's considered one of the smaller panels, and was not live streamed, and so we all missed it this year. It's it's that sort of thing. It's just because it's not a bigger panel doesn't necessarily mean it's not well loved, and so I'm a little sad that yeah we missed easily 80 percent of the panels.
0: One of the I, I'm really sad because there's a couple of the smaller panels that are very good creatively there's a, a writer's block panel that is very good if you're creatively frustrated and um, we know some people that help run it every year and last year with mixer I kept the one I kept it up for so long and finally got a chance to watch it It's such a benefit for anybody who's trying to do anything creatively and for us trying to do stuff with Welcome to Veil. Vale, it was beyond helpful, and the the new Ruby book is going to be very helpful with that too. But it, smaller panels like like the improv panel, like that, like the the pride panel, the free play panel, like there's so much there's so much good that their tightening of the panel schedule for whatever reason is really unfortunate, and and I, I hope that there's a good collection of stuff that comes out, and we're now. 2 to 3 weeks out from the event and we haven't seen stuff come out maybe they're holding on to it for a specific period of time maybe they're trying to clear clips who knows either way i hope we get to see it sooner rather than later megan is, is there anything that that you wanted to add to this
1: um just you know to, to just wanted to reiterate that yeah it was a huge it was a huge bummer not being able to participate in that sort of capacity too because you know we we all have a fondness for those smaller panels because we were a smaller panel um and hopefully we'll have a small panel next year um you know if everything goes according to plan but for for me i i understand it's it's rough but like you know we're all content creators and so i think we can look at something like this from a place of empathy of like hey you know we know it's hard when you're you're putting on a show. It's it's really tough. And you can't always give everybody what you wanted and technical difficulties are a thing and it's really tough especially again during this particular year of transition. So, I understand what I'm really hoping though is that they really take this and learn from it and it it seems like they already knew that it wasn't going to be great you know when they made the announcement they knew that it wasn't up to their normal standard and so i hope that with that that moving forward they'll be able to figure out a way to be more inclusive in that regard so i'm i'm hoping that this was just a blip and that ultimately it's a it sucks but it's a learning experience and we can all move on and learn from it. Yeah, and
0: it's one of those things where you're really only talking about a yearly convention for the year until the next one. Yep. Even when it comes to like RTX Australia, Sydney, where, wherever wherever it happens to be this year, um even then the the RTX talk starts to die down and then build back up and then die back down because there are there's always something there's always something with them but it it's there's always an opportunity for them um i mean there was a big there's a podcast festival this year um some some old friends of mine the valley folk were there and it would have been nice to see them uh in that setting but it, it's it's one of those things where there's all these little or the, the animation festival continued it's one of those things where all of these little blips you, you may see them advertised but if you don't go how does that live on but then does that make the ticket that much more special because you weren't able to watch the vod or or however you want to however you want to treat it so with this i I think we should go into sort of final thoughts and what we're hoping for for rtx 2020 aside from us being there and uh, i'll start with you katie
2: more seasons of all the shows i like i'm simple (laughs) i'm just i'm simple in terms of official capacity, yeah, that's, that's what I want. I want more Nomad. I want confirmation of more Red versus Blue and more Ruby and more Ruby Chibi and more Genlock and all that fun stuff. And this, for me, on top of the, well, why didn't I go this year? There wasn't a lot to be announced, and most of the dozen or so friends that I tend to go with and stay with for RTX were unable to go. I think two of them made it this year. And the rest of us all knew pretty early that it wasn't happening. So it's not something that Rooster Teeth, the company, can do. But, man, I want all my <laughs> friends to go again.
0: Yeah. Like even just our hang, like our little night on 6th Street where we just go out to the Iron Cactus or whatever is, is always just such a nice thing. Because even huh. when we were all living in the same state, we never did stuff like that. And RTX was a good excuse for that. I, I agree, Katie. Um, Megan sort of final thoughts previews some stuff you want to see
1: yeah I mean same obviously next year I hope I hope I get to see my friends um, I hope I get to see my friends I hope we come back you know next year and have more welcome to veil vale stuff to to talk about and more little skits to do and things like that and mo- you know I, I want to see you guys and I want to see uh, all the people we talk to on our discord channel and who hit us up on twitter all that fun stuff uh, from Rooster Teeth as a company. Um, I I like what they presented this year. What I'm really hoping though is that they really that this is a turning point for them in a in a positive regard. That I again, Genlock was spectacular, and Nomad was fabulous, and this was probably the best season of Ruby yet, and Red vs. Blue really picked up its storytelling in this particular season as well. Um, So consistently, we're getting good stuff, you know, and, you know, we're in the middle of Camp Camp Counselor's Corner, so I feel like I don't need to talk about how great Camp Camp is because we're doing that every week. But so we're consistently getting this really, really good content from them. I'm hoping that the big thing for them is that the change that's coming is the best thing for their employees And I hope that the announcements or lack of announcements for RTX this year are indicative of things changing and not just saying, oh, we're going to get better because Ruby's not coming out until later. Like, I'm really hoping that this is indicative of larger change within the company and that we're going to be moving in the right direction.
0: I agree wholeheartedly with both of y'all. More what's the I can't think of the word but more more responsibility when it comes to appealing to as many audiences as they can which I'm sure from a business standpoint a money making standpoint is the idea already but then having now you have the audience what do you do with them how do you how do you sustain them like a subscription box they've already sort of changed how that works we got an announcement from Matt near the end of the show that Um, first is going to be become a more tiered system and there's going to be some changes happening with a feature that people have been looking forward to for a while with little to no information past that so what is that going to entail and and you can't you can't just have when you have these partners like verve warner brothers and your your and you post to youtube regularly your exclusivity starts to sort of dwindle and I say dwindle, but I I mean that in in a case of, like, your stuff isn't as rare. And if people can find it over here, over there, then they won't necessarily pay for it firsthand. You know, if you make it cheap, you make it easy, people will want to support you. And if if you have a shirt with a logo on it in the size that people want to wear it, Man, people buy all sorts of crap. It's it, really so you just really, you just gotta you gotta learn. You would think they would learn after X amount of years doing this, and X amount of years moving forward. But um, the the company creatively seems to be in a very good state. So let's just see more of that. Last year they introduced the idea of the animation grant, and while the whole thing with Motor Knight seemed to have fall through there's still the possibility for other stuff like the Rob McElhenney show we didn't hear anything about that this year Needleface or whatever it was called Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of stuff that we know about that's in the periphery that they're just not acknowledging and we don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing so we're gonna have to wait to find out similarly to how y'all are gonna have to wait to find out how we finish up this season of Camp Camp Counselor's Corner because we need to catch up but Make sure you stay tuned here to Brewster Team Radio because as, as all of this stuff gets announced, we're going to be doing more stuff. We're going to be recording more, and we want to include you, the audience. So make sure, leave us a voice message down below. Join our Discord. Before we go, if everybody wants to, let's just go around the horn, hit our socials real quick, and any sort of final messages. Uh, Megan, I'll start with you.
1: Hey guys, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I also have a YouTube channel called Silver Screams where me and my cohort, I don't know, she's around here somewhere, uh, talk about horror related things. And I also do a Lost retrospective podcast with my co host Will Link. He loves Lost and I don't. And we discuss.
0: <laughs> How about you, Kitty?
1: I'm
2: Katie, you can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at KIAXET, that is K-I-A-X-E-T. I too am on another podcast, it is a podcast called On The Point, my co-host and I talk about all things Overwatch and Overwatch League, we recently just talked about the stage 3 finals and then, as it always happens, we record the day before news drops. So we're a little in the past, but we're having a grand old time. You should totally tune in. That is also on the YouTube channel and on Anchor.
0: And you can find me at Mark B. Donica on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the team at The Rooster Team. I also have another podcast that I do. I do a show with my wife called Party of Two. It's a theme park podcast right now. We're sort of on the road to D23, and we're talking about, we know that there's going to be a big Epcot update That's been teased since last year. We're going to get more details this year, so we give our thoughts. Uh, Last week, we talked about the Land Pavilion very interesting and this week we talked about the living seas pavilion we're sort of going pavilion by pavilion but um, we're going to hit the universal news soon we're going to talk about the super mario or super nintendo world a leak of the map we're going to be talking about that soon and we're hoping to do a lot of stuff from d23 itself so make sure you head over to party of two for that but also stay tuned here at the Rooster Team, we're trying to put stuff out as weekly as possible. <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to get the updates on how we're doing in terms of putting stuff out, please follow us on Twitter at the Rooster Team. Support us, tpublic.com/slash the Rooster Team. Also, join our Discord. Thank you so much for joining us for Rooster Team Radio. We will see you next time.